Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your girl, Tamara Dawn, host of Tamara Till the Break of Dawn podcast. Now join me every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform and hop on my train of thought as I talk about the foolishness I'm going through and the ways I'm trying to grow. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tamara underscore the underscore Dawn. Now, every other letter is an A in Tamara, but make sure y'all check me out every Thursday on your favorite podcast platform. You are listening. Weird Distractions Podcast, podcast where you chat, true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, folklore, urban legends, kind of a little bit of everything. Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And Christy. And this week we are talking about conspiracy theories. Not really conspiracy theory, more of like a, it's just a mysterious place we're talking about, I guess I should say. But there's some theories as to why it may exist, what it may be for. And we will get to that, but we have a really, really, really hot question, or I have a really hot question to ask you. My distraction? Yeah, what do you see distraction (laughs) from? Yes, my distraction is going to be that I am busy with work as always, my usual go-to. I've got a new job again, because I just can't that one job at one place. Not that I do have the same job at the same place, just in case you're wondering, people, but I just jump from place to place within the corporation. So I'm jumping again. Distracting from that because things are up in the air and it's not really going my way. And then I'm really busy with work in general. So today's my one day off and I all I did was clean all day because it's my only day off. So I need to distract from that. It's sad that like during our days off, that's when we can actually practice self-care mm-hmm. in terms of taking care of our space, taking care of ourselves. It's really, it's, it's hard being adult. That's all I got to say. Basically. Basically. What's your distraction? <laughs> oh, actually, it's really great segue. My need for distraction is I was having a really great Friday, which last week, sorry. Mind my own business. I noticed I had the like an email from the Canada Revenue Agency in my little inbox there. And I was like, oh, what's this about? And it's like, no. oh, you have mail. And I'm like, oh, okay. Logged into my CRA account, and uh, apparently they reassessed my 2019 taxes, and I owed them a grand. And I was like, what the break happened? So luckily, I, I had some push plush money, or I don't know how to describe it. I had some money sitting around that I, I was able to pay it off right away, because I got really anxious. And I'm like, I just need this problem to go away now. Like, right now. I feel like now. it's really delayed that they reassessed you now. Right. But I feel like when I got reassessed, it was like I did my taxes. It might have been a couple of months later, but not like next year's tax time. Yeah. And it was just, it was really confusing. Of course, then I got really anxious and it was all happening while I was working. So I was dealing with clients. And lo- anyways, I was able to figure out what went wrong. It wasn't, you know, anything I did or whatever. It was correct, you know, but it's paid off. It's dealt with. I put my big adult pants on and dealt the damn thing. So I just need to talk about literally anything other than taxes. Because, yeah, we're we're about to go into tax season again. And I'm not looking forward to it <laughs> at all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure things are due right now. And I haven't received any T4s. And I'm like, Same. what's the holdup? What the fuck? I know. Yeah, I haven't received anything other than just the regular, regular shit. But no T4s. So, uh 
Not sure what finance is doing, but... <laughs> in their shit together, clearly not. <laughs> Probably just... Anyways, I'm not going to get into it, because work is always a distraction for me, too. Work's also been crazy. But we're not here to talk about work anymore. No. We no. are here to talk about the Gilmerton Cove mystery. Uh, the Gilmerton Cove is located nearby Edinburgh, Scotland, and it is an underground, handcrafted series of passageways and chambers that are projected to be anywhere from 300 to 2,000 years old, if not older. Okay, when you say that, that description, all I can think about is a movie, As Above, So Below, and it creeps me <gasps> No, oh, The Catacombs of Paris? Oh. Yes. Yeah, I Dude, love- like, all these tunnels, I was like, ooh. No. I, I love love that movie, but that movie actually fucks me up. Yeah, mentally. <laughs> mentally. And I'm pretty sure I saw it in theaters, and I may have brought in a couple of adult beverages while a seeing it. Bad choice in, doing that movie. It was movie. a really bad choice. I mean, mind, mind you, like, I find with those movies where it's somewhere I far away, you know what I mean? Like, when it's an actual location, I can try to, like, mentally escape from getting scared by it. But for some reason, No. I was I was terrified. Like the catacombs are gonna come get me, even though they're in France, they're gonna come get me here in Canada. Yeah, that's all I'm picturing right now when you say right? that. Yeah. But it's it's not the catacombs. There's not skulls all around. Luckily, mm. thanks. Okay. So uh, the Gilmerton Cove is located under the former mining village of Gilmerton. Uh, the mystery behind the cove's creation has left many people running in circles, especially as to why they were created in the first place. So before we kind of dive into the theories, I'll give some more details about this place so we can get kind of more of a mental picture. And if you're listening, you're on your phone or whatever, I would definitely recommend Google imaging it. Why not? You're, you're here for a distraction anyways. You might as well know what we're looking at. Exactly, exactly. The cove is located 15 feet below the ground and is made of sandstone, as mentioned. Uh, according to its designated website, Gilmerton Cove boasts a 45-foot corridor with rooms off either side of the cove. It is compromised of several stone chambers and several known passageways. According to the Visit Scotland website, people have found the following within. So they found a sandstone carved well and a fireplace, uh, not an electric fireplace for those who went there. Because at first I read, I was like, like, when you plug in a wall? Like, why is it so far down there? What are you talking about? Power in this bitch? Uh, a sandstone carved punch bowl, you know, gatherings, pre-COVID. Got a parties down there, I guess. Yes. Uh, a blacksmith's forge and two backfill tunnels. The backfill tunnels are currently extremely hard to access, but some speculate that they could represent the notion that the cove is even bigger than what we have found so far. It'd be great if we could get back there, but like all mysteries... we got to get exploring. Well, yeah, but I think like all mysteries, some things are left to... Or, or supposed to be left for mystery, right? Like maybe we're not supposed to get back there because... I don't know, there's something spooky. But then now I want to go back there more. I say, I want to go back there. Yeah. 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 Like two days ago, I want to go back there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, can't tell me can't do something. Like, I want to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to want to do it more. Yo. Not only that, but it could even mean more information about the cove's creation and purpose behind these two backfill tunnels. Once again, maybe it's maybe there's a reason why they're backfilled. Who knows? It should be noted that some reports claim that the cove has markings that may date back to the 17th or 18th centuries. However, some believe that the markings go back even further, which unfortunately we may never know. 
1998, the Edinburgh City Council decided to invest into the cove as a tourist attraction because, like, why the hell not, right? Well, yeah, I'm just going to say it now. Capitalism. <laughs> the council paid one pound for the property, and it costed around 100,000 pounds to restore, which approximately would be, like, I think, 150 153,000 pounds roughly in 2021. Mm. So, like, luckily they get it cheap because they got to put all that work into it to make it decent. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when you buy, like, an old car to restore. You buy it really cheap and then you pour, like, more and more and more and more money into it just to hope to God that it works. Because when you make it beautiful, it's supposed to make you rich. (laughs) Supposedly. Allegedly. (laughs) I see her. I (laughs) And for those wondering, my boyfriend Tanner has, I think it's like a 1960-something Thunderbird that he bought that he's trying to restore. So there's that. There's that. (laughs) So now getting into some of the theories as to what the hell this, like, what is this place? Like, what is its purpose? What does it mean? You know, like a strange tattoo on someone's lower back end. What is the story behind this cove? So first theory is that the Gilmerton Cove is essentially a secret hiding place for many different groups throughout all the years of its existence. This is kind of like a broader theory, as it seems like everyone and their great-great-great-great-great-grandmother may have used this cove as a part of a hiding place. Um, And not in, like, hide-and-go-seek, like, potentially hiding (laughs) for lives or, you know... Or cults or whatever else. Yeah. For example, during the 17th and 18th centuries, smugglers who wanted to do some trading and avoid taxes could have made and used the coves to partake in their secret deals. Leith, which is only a 16-minute-ish drive from the coves, was a major trading hub back during its time in the 17th and 18th century, uh, according to an iNews article. Smugglers could have made the Gilmerton Cove essentially as a way to stay close to the action, but far away enough to hopefully never get caught, right? So they would be able to sneak into Leith, do their trading, whatever, or get the goods, and then go back to the cove to hide in case police were on their tails, so to speak. Mm, gotcha. However, this has never actually been proven as fact. Like many conspiracy theories, not a heck of a lot of factual behind it, but just just an idea, right? Yeah, just like stories and generalizations, but no real fact-checking proof. Exactly. So others have speculated that the cove was made by witches as a hiding spot during the Great Scottish Witch Hunt. The Witch Hunt, which started in 1597, just shy of the beginning of the 17th century, uh, which was between 1601 to 1700, because yes, I had to Google it, because I'm like... When when did all these centuries happen? I feel like I'm so stupid when it comes to people like, oh, you know, the 21st century, the 20th century, and then look at the dates. And I'm like, that doesn't... Anyways. They don't really, yeah, they don't really like, actually line up sometimes. No, exactly. Uh, so essentially, yeah, people think that the cove was made by potential witches as like a hiding place or potentially a place where they practice their magic and kind of safety and, uh, you know, secrecy. Once again... We, there's there's no way to there's no way to know. Mm-hmm. Just more stories. Just more stories. Uh, the next theory is that the cove was a secret drinking den made by a local man. So bar down under. A bar. <laughs> We're in Scotland, not Australia. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Down underground. Down under. Just an automatic Australian accent, no matter what. 
No matter when you say the words, it's down under. It's down under. So the Cove's entrance is near an 18th century residence of a former local blacksmith named George Patterson. George apparently spent five years, this is his account or the account that's been associated with George. Uh, So spent five years in the 1720s carving the Cove by hand, allegedly, allegedly, to make supposedly. it supposedly supposedly allegedly perhaps not sure but apparently he was trying to make it as a home for him and his family so to speak however so he just wants to live in this dirt hole yeah okay i mean to each their own we know people that don't necessarily live in traditional homes it's wants to be off the grid okay <laughs> yeah he wants this is this is pre Wanting to get off the grid. This is like a more like ancient way of getting off the grid. Before the grid existed, it was like, you know what? I know Google is on its way. I don't want to be on Google. I'm going down below sandstone. Going down under already. (laughs) (laughs) Down under in Scotland. Yes. So we don't know for sure if George actually made the coves, which we'll, yeah, I'll call, kind of mention again early, uh, later on. But we do know that he did get in shit for drinking with some of his pals within the cove during what I think was the Sabbath. So he was drinking, having a blast with his friends way back then. If you were drinking on the Sabbath, oh boy. That's a, you, that's a no-no. That's a no-no, a big old no-no. So historical records documented that George was reprimanded for this. Once again, he got in shit which begs the question of whether this cove was a popular drinking spot even though there are claims that george made the cove for his family the cove itself uh you know it could have been essentially a speakeasy for george to sell under like to sell booze underground without having to pay taxes or do really anything for it right mm-hmm. um you know and entrepreneurism i guess i suppose so we have to support local okay support local, local and drinking bars Exactly. <laughs> so so there is a poem that is located within the cove where it was kind of believed that George had kind of carved this in. However, after further research and investigation, researchers believe that the poem or the carving was done after George's time. So like in a different century. Okay. Specifically. Wait, some, they don't know who? Yeah, they don't know who. They don't know why, but. You know, they think it was sometime in the 18th century, which was long, long after George's time. So the poem slash carving reads, Upon the earth thrives villainy and woe, but happiness and I do dwell below. My hands hewed out this rock into a cell, wherein from din of life I safely dwell. On Jacob's pillow nightly lies my head, my house when living and my grave when dead. Inscribe upon it when I'm dead and gone. I lived and died within my mother's womb. End, end poem. It was good. Like, not even good. It was good. But it was, like, going somewhere until the end. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah, the last line. Like, every, <laughs> it was kind of, like, flowing very nicely. And then the last line, when I read it, I was like, okay. <laughs> That's cool. a turn. So I dwell in this down under here, little happy place, and I live down here, and I'll die down here at the end. Yeah. That's his poem. (laughs) And that's on depressing poetry, which I kind of live for. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't flow. But we're not here to talk about poem flows. I digress. So the poem by George, or whomever it was supposed to be, because, once again, we don't know who the hell carved this poem in, um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem logical based on what researchers have found and to be honest neither does the actual story of george 
making this entire cove by himself within five years. No, like, even with that amount of span of time, like, I feel like that's just not long enough and to do it all by yourself. Exactly. I, I can't, I mean, mind you, people used to build houses basically by themselves, but I feel like back then you weren't as distracted by, you know, everyday life, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, by listening to Weird Distractions podcast, find us on Apple Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. But anyways, you know. <laughs> and it's different than building something above ground, like you just kind of build oh, yeah. something up and it's there. Building underground, like you have to remove all of that dirt and that's just like falling on you as you keep taking it out. That's a progress, a well, big exactly. progress. And think about all the bugs you're going to find down there. Like if I... Maybe bodies? Who knows? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See? You never know. You never know what you're going to find when you dig deep, right? Both wow, externally wow. and internally. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Apparently, um, or kind of going back to like this whole, you know, the Gilmerton Cove is a drinking den, so to speak, theory. There was a a 2007 TV documentary called Cities of the Underworld, which kind of begs in or kind of brings in, sorry, another part of this theory that, you know, the Gilmerton Cove really could have been a really lit place for people to drink and I say this because the documentary apparently claimed that the Gilmerton Cove was linked to a building by a hellfire club through a secret passageway which leads to our next theory it's you say some- hellfire yes okay oh we'll get to it actually okay. it's, it's it's the next theory so yeah we're gonna fucking get to it but yeah so the hellfire clubs were these high style elite hush hush parties that were reportedly huge in britain and ireland with the first one being reportedly founded in 1718 by philip duke of Horton, along with his elitist posse uh mm-hmm. even though there are more reports of the clubs kind of existing in britain and ireland there have been some speculations that they existed in scotland as well So these quote-unquote clubs were known to essentially be wild as hell. Like, they were super, super, super intense. I say say that as if I went to one last week, but I'm just, based on what I've read, they're very, they're provocative, you know? They're very, oh yeah. So I'm going to kind of describe it as kind of being like a frat party mixed with like a homecoming party mixed with like a bachelorette mixed with like a bachelor party makes like a wedding and whatever else you can throw in there (laughs) literally like picture every social event that could be just amped up by alcohol that you could possibly think of and this is what i help but with no rules no rules no no morale like no you just kind of went off so to speak so crazy things happened yes but with really rich people there like rich people with power So it wasn't like Mm. when we get together where we make a really bomb-ass charcuterie board and get drunk. It's more like these people were super powerful, super rich, and they were doing all this, like, really weird... I mean, maybe there was a charcuterie board. I don't know. They're they're just really intense. I'm not... Okay. Yeah, like, you're saying the fact that they have all this money, like, it's just very an extravagant party, basically. Yeah, and, like, they would do all kinds of stuff. They would probably drink, do drugs, you know, and no one really gave a sh well people probably gave a shit when they heard about it but you know the wealthy didn't really give a crap because they're 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 wealthy they're rich they're elite like they can do whatever they want basically yeah the bourgeoisie so to speak right like yeah 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 Yeah, exactly hellfire party (laughs) or hellfire club (laughs) 
So this documentary alleged that the cove was somehow linked to one of these Hellfire Club locations and what have you. However, we don't know if this is 100% accurate as mentioned, as Scotland didn't seem to have as deep of a history with the Hellfire Clubs as Britain and Ireland did. And I don't think Hellfire Clubs exactly exist. If they do, they're completely off the map from our knowledge because we're not... I would be there if I could, but I don't know about these. Yeah. Someone didn't send us an invite. Although I don't know if I'd want to go to one. Do you know what I mean? Like if it's too wild, it's like, yeah, I'd rather be at home. There's a new Netflix docu-series. My snacks. But like, are- how do you know if you didn't go to one? You could go to one and see and be like, KP hey, somewhere at home to watch TV. <laughs> I went to enough high school after prom parties in Gray and Bruce County. This is true. To know that I'm at the age of my life where <laughs> I am okay with choosing to stay home. And not all the time. All the time. <laughs> People are saying, oh my gosh, I can't wait to party. Like, okay, I, you know, I can't wait to party when the pandemic's over. And it's like, okay, yeah, like I, I, I do miss being social, but there is like a very small part of me that is like thriving, not seeing people. There's a difference between partying where you're like, I'm thinking like, or we're thinking this party is like wild. We're like, yeah. we're like, oh, pandemic, and we want to party. That's like, again, ask for going to your house for a security board and just drink yeah. some wine and being hilarious. That's exactly. our party. That's our party. As opposed to, you know, people doing keg stands and people making it drugs and yeah. Which if that's your thing, you do you boo. We're not here to judge. We're not going to say no to whatever you want to do. That's on you. But uh, yeah, we're not. We'd like to get lit, but not that lit. You know what I mean? As the kids say. Anyways, back to the cove because we're off topic. Oh, we're off topic. We're going down various different passageways of this cove, and none of them are the actual answers. A what is here. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So the Gilmerton Cove has also been apparently, allegedly, supposedly uh, linked to the Knights Templar, which I apologize mm-hmm. to anyone who who knows a lot about the Knights Templar. I I know nothing. I knew nothing. I still, my head hurts reading it. It's, I just, I, I, it's one of those things where my mind couldn't absorb all of it. I was like, okay, so mm. what, what did they do? Um, but I do have a little bit of a, I have a little bit of information for those like me who, who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, Please do tell. So some have speculated that the cove was created by or for the Knights Templar, which for those who don't know, as mentioned, or what the Knights Templar was, let me tell you. The Knights Templar was a group of people that included the likes of monks, recruiters, landlords, and business people that owned approximately 500 sites in Scotland alone. Uh, They eventually became advisors to King David I and kings after King David. I think that they and their tenants were free from paying things such as taxes, customs, and other services of that nature from the king like i think if you were part of the knights templar you didn't have to pay these kind of things i see i could be very very confusing but yes i kind of not understand honestly the way the one word that stood out the most was like landlords like they were landlords like they own a bunch of land and like they maintained it i i honestly i could be very wrong there's also like a religious factor to it kind of sort of and we'll get to it in like one millisecond ish so they originated in Palestine in 1119, which is a time frame that I'm like, that existed. <laughs> Way before our time. <laughs> Way before our time. Uh, and I think they kind of fills the out around 1307, which once again my, my, hurts my brain to think that there was a time that before. That much time before, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and don't call me a narcissist millennial. I just numbers. Anytime I see numbers, I'm like, how is this a thing? You know, because your brain hurts automatically. My brain, my brain's constantly in pain. Apparently, some people believe that the cove was made back at around the time of the Knights Templar and was used as a, their potential secret hiding place, and perhaps even the secret hiding place of the Holy Grail. Ooh. So, according to the Learn Religions website article by Lisa Joe Rudy, there have been claims that the Knights Templar took the Holy Grail and hid it within the Gilmerton Cove. Um, for those who don't know what the Holy Grail is, it's supposedly the last cup um, that Christ drank out of before crucifixion. So this this cup is so the Holy Grail. It is the Holy Grail. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Literally. Okay. <laughs> so although the Holy Grail has not yet been discovered physically in the cove, some suspect that it's hidden somewhere in there, which if it's hidden in those two tunnels that are like backlogs. It's not supposed people, to go in there. That's why we should go in there. Just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So the next theory was that it was a meeting place for covenators. Um, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But I forgot to jolly phonics that. Uh, this, so once again, this place just seems to be like a secret hiding den for so many Anybody. Yeah, Anybody. Like, oh, let's go hide here. This is our place now. Honestly, I just, I just picture... Whoever made it was like, this is going to be a, a bomb-ass secret hiding place in hide-and-go-seek. Like, this is the place to hide. Maybe that's why it was made up. Maybe. Hold on. Hot, hot take. It's actually just a hiding place for when people are playing hide-and-go-seek. And it's been used wrong all this long. All this time, it's been used inappropriately. How, like, they just have parties down there? This is my hiding spot. How much to hide here? Exactly. Other than anyway. the man who lived down here. Whatever. Yeah, Exactly. So some speculate that the cove was made up and used as a secret meeting place, as mentioned, uh, for the Covenanters. So the Covenanters of Scotland were a 17th century group of folks who supported the Presbyterian Church and fought to maintain the reported religious liberties away from Charles I, according to Britannica. It's believed that the Covenanters could have used the cove to flee any prosecution for going against the king at the time. However, like most of these theories, it's never been fully confirmed or tied in as of yet. There are there are other groups that have been tied in, like the Freemasons. People are like, oh, the Freemasons, like they, they made it. I haven't seen any factual connection other than just that statement, that theory. Yeah, I'm going to say, if people are going to feed me conspiracy, I need a hard cold facts to believe yeah. most things. We need the facts. We need them now. Although I do love a good conspiracy theory. I do love a little bit of mystery, but this one... And I like it, them when they make sense. If they don't make sense, yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. Well, yeah, but I feel like this one, it's... If this thing has... Like, if this cove has been around for as long as it has been, we just need to know, okay? Like, we just... We just we need, need to go party there. That too. I'll bring my charcuterie board. You bring the cheese. We're going to Scotland. We're going to party. We're going down under the party. Okay. <laughs> We're going down under the party. So to kind of summarize everything, it's really unclear as to who, what, when, where, and why the Gilmerton Cove was created. Like, what, what is its purpose? It's kind of like every time you have, uh, you, you question your own life. Like, what is my purpose? This cove, for the last how many thousands of years, has constantly just been an agony being like, what is my purpose? Someone tell we're me. Going, we're going real deep here, okay. <laughs> really? What's my purpose in life? Okay. 
We don't know if this place was created as like a party den. Was it a hiding place for witches and smugglers? Or is it the home of the Holy Frickin' Grail? Whichever theory you believe in or whichever one sounds the most sense to you, there just seems to be more questions after the fact, right? Like, oh, if Mm -hmm. it was built for this, why, like, why hasn't anyone from that group said anything is it because they no longer exist is because you know it's you know a hiding space for something like what Mm -hmm. is down there what is down there and not to and just like i think back then being so far back in time like uh, people were like journaling and like making like documents like that stuff should be available somewhere somewhere like every mystery someone knows something and someone's not talking and it's causing me anxiety so speak Mm -hmm. now like Taylor, that, hold your peace. Yeah, thanks. And this, that's kind of why I frame this whole case as like a conspiracy theory is because, yes, it's kind of more of like a, it could be classified maybe as like urban legend or folklore or whatever. But the fact mm-hmm. is that because there's some form of secrecy behind it, it gives conspiracy. it, yeah, it gives it that conspiracy, theory, you know, uh, aspect to it. And not only that, but who knows, maybe there's something down there that's going to come up after so many years, right? I mean, mind you, nothing's come up in like thousands of years but you never know they're not looking in the right places like the back tunnels exactly just saying or maybe behind the fireplace maybe lift up the punch bowl i don't know i don't know break some shit who cares well, okay but don't, no don't break shit the walls the final was down oh, there okay okay i was like don't break the punch bowl i won't break the punch bowl it's need fine. it for later <laughs> that's where the punch goes that's charcuterie gosh <laughs> According to the Wandering Eye Curios podcast, which definitely check them out. I really like their show. I've been listening to a couple of their episodes, the way that they do their layout and like the music, the it's just a really good show. So yeah, check out the Wandering Eye Curios podcast. In their coverage of this, of the Gilmerton Cove, they had a paranormal twist to it, which I was, of course, just thirsty for because it's, it's something underground. You're telling me there's no paranormal stuff happening, please. Like I'm telling you, as above, so below. As above, so below. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So allegedly, there have been reports of a young boy and a young girl spirit that have been seen hanging out within the cove. There are no known deaths on site that I could find, especially that of children. But once again, we don't even know what this place was made for. So. Yeah, like nothing's documented, so of course no one who died down there is documented. Well, so. exactly. Because exactly. there could be ghosts. The exactly. dude that was living down there was like, I live down here, I die down here in his poem. He's probably dead down there. Well, yeah, who knows? Maybe George is down there haunting the place. We, we will never, we may never know, which really upsets me, but it is what it is. Um, it, it doesn't mean that people didn't die down there. Like, for all we know, hundreds of thousands of people could have died down there, and we just don't have that we don't have the records for that, right? At the end of the day, the Gilmerton Cove leaves more questions than answers and more room for conspiracy theorists, such as ourselves, as well as local lore to grow on. Uh, So that is the Gilmerton Cove, our little weird distractions twist on it. Uh, Shout out to my resources, which include the Gilmerton Cove website, uh, Britannica, BBC news article, scientists explore Edinburgh's most Mystery Cave Network by Fiona Stalker. <laughs> Visits Scotland website. iNews article, The Unexplained Mystery of Edinburgh's Eerie Gilmerton Cove by Maddie Surreal. Surreally? <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. Uh, August 15th, 2017. Learn Religion's website article, Where is the Holy Grail? Which... <laughs> 
aggressive okay (laughs) but like it's a good question to ask Mm -hmm. uh by lisa joe rudy february 25th 2020 somerville history website the gilmerton cove and the knights templar history scotland website article the knights templar in scotland posted may 2013 wandering eye curios podcast the aberdeen r mystery and gilmerton cove published october 8th 2020 youtube video the unsolved mystery of gilmerton cove uh, edinburgh's most highly rated tourist attraction by known unknowns posted january 19th 2019 and finally chef's kiss to the youtube video mystery of gilmerton clove by the scotsman posted april 26 2017 deep dive in all those sources jeez i did and to be honest i mean i there was a wikipedia page i didn't really use it That'll probably be the exact same stuff as it's on every single page. Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're trying to avoid Wikipedia as much as possible because we did get an email from someone who was looking out for us in the long scheme of things. They said, hey, honey, stop using Wikipedia. And we're like, you know what, darling, you're right. We should stop. So it's feedback we need, okay? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're trying not to use Wikipedia, although I do use Wikipedia for our TikToks. Anyways, Christy, tell these weird, fine people where they can find us where they can talk to us where they can just say hey um you know outside of the cove because we're going to the cove (laughs) yes we're going to the cove (laughs) but yes our lovely followers that we have here um you can find us on anchor spotify apple podcast feel free to drop a review some stars anything or just generally any other podcast platform you can listen to on you'll find us on there you can email us at weirdistractionspodcast at outlook.com we are starting to think about doing listener stories. So feel free if you have anything to then send us your stories. Once we have enough built up, we'll start bringing that into our program and you can be featured. So start throwing those our way, please. Yeah. And you can tweet at us at Twitter, at, at Twitter, on Twitter, <laughs> at Weird Distraction I, number one. That's Weird Distract I, one. And hit us up on our Insta page at Weird Distractions Pod. Don't forget to head over to a Patreon page. Make sure you're hmm. signing up, getting on that. And go to Redbubble. We have merch, as always, with also new designs. So go check it yeah. out. Weird Distractions. Yeah, we have some new Skeptical Susie merch. And we also have, I'm going to assume, Wildly, which was actually recommended by our dear friend Emily at Drink Drunk Dead and the Pineapple Pizza podcast. So thank you, Emily, for that suggestion. And in terms of listener stories, we want to hear the weirdest thing that you've ever experienced, whether it's paranormal True crime, uh, maybe some folklore from your area, maybe some urban legends from your area, maybe just a weird encounter you had with someone recently that you're like, ah, this is really weird. And like Christy said, once we have like a good chunk full that we can put out maybe like a 30 to 40 minute episode, maybe longer, depending on how much people write in, we'll release it and we'll let you know and, you know, keep it coming. If you can, when you do send in your stories, put in listener story at the subject, that way we can organize it better. That'd and be don't think you're spam because we don't want to think oh. you're spam and lose that because we want that stuff. Which reminds me, if you are on our Patreon at the $5 a month tier, you will get access to our weird spam episodes, which come out on the 15th of every month. We have one month already out because we're recording this in February. Uh, and it's essentially where I get to read our weird spammy emails and kind of give you tips of how to avoid falling for spam emails. Cause unfortunately some people do get, 
get sucked into the the spammy emails and some of those really sketchy sketchy deals, right? Especially if someone from I don't know Africa is saying like, "Hey, I have 1.3 million dollars that I'm willing to share with you. Please give me your social insurance number." And it's like, "No, don't do that. Please don't do that." Or but, you get real CRA emails, and so people oh, get yeah. fake CRA emails. Yeah. I know the first thing, cause I called Tanner when I got that email and he's like, is it real? And I was like, yes, it's real. I logged into my account, but honestly it's, it's true. Like my parents used to get CRA uh, emails, which were totally spam. But of course to them, cause they're a little bit older, they were mm-hmm. like, well, it looks legit. And I'm like, it's not legit. So. No, you never know. You never know. Uh, but I think that's it for today. I think so. I really liked Did this one. Everything? Yeah, this one was fun. We have, I don't think we've been to Scotland yet. We haven't done a episode on so. Scotland. No, but yeah. hey, love a good Scots person. Scots people. Anyways, if you need a distraction, we got you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Ashley, and I'm a teacher in Georgia. And I'm Talia, and I'm studying to be a crime scene tech in Colorado. Join us every week as we enjoy a cocktail or two. And bring you stories that we find fascinating and scary. (laughs) Some make us laugh, and a few make us cry. But every single one keeps us up at night. So grab a drink and listen as we spin the wheel of murder to determine our category for the next episode. A teacher and a crime scene tech walk into a bar. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>